Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99 at participating U.S. restaurants. Price may vary. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Sirius XM Radio presents, in conjunction with House of Athlete, I Am Athlete Tonight. What up, what up, what up, everyone? Hope you're having an amazing Thursday. This is I Am Athlete Tonight. I am your host, Emmy Award-winning sports analyst, spearfishing master, and 10-year NFL defensive lineman, Lee J. Doosable. And you know I got my squad with me, a Knicks super fan, that believes Sean Payton is going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year. She's also a co-host on I Am Athlete, Ashley Nicole Moss, and a 2014 All-Pro cornerback with the Cincinnati Bengals. He has been saying for the longest that Joe Burrow is better than Josh Allen. And if you're looking for that pack, he has it for you. Adam, Pat got that pack. Jones, how y'all doing tonight? What up? What's good? My Knicks are about to play in 25 minutes, so I'm excited. Not that excited, actually. I remembered it was the Celtics. Never mind. Ignore me. Yeah, see, if if, if your team was the Magic, you wouldn't be worried because we smoked them four times this year already. What? Where are the Magic in the rankings? Don't worry. We coming. Don't you worry. Don't worry. We know what the Knicks will do. They they front runners. They're going to be out of it by... And, and Jack Prescott's walking through this door right now, preparing to ask me to marry him. So, like, we all have dreams. Hey, that's hey. going to be a ring. Jack Prescott might be on another team this all season. <laughs> yeah, I know he's not. Dude. Get out of here. Pac, what's good, man? We ain't heard from you in a while. We ain't heard from you in a while, player. Baby, what's going on? You know, been moving and grooving, baby. Um, been a long-ass week, too. But happy to be on here, brother. Already good. I mean, we haven't talked to you since... Cincinnati's big win this past it's, it's weekend. Conspiracy. Versus the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I want to give you the floor, man. I mean, you you was talking your trash earlier in the week. You told everybody Joe Burrow's better than Josh Allen. Me and Ashley had a spirited debate with Shady two days ago in regards to that. Uh, he still has Josh Allen above Burrow, and we're like, I don't understand how. But uh, I'll, I'll give you the floor, my brother. You know, your Bengals, one, one game away again from the one Super Bowl away. in Arizona. Go ahead and, and you know, let, let your clip off. Yeah, you know, <laughs> everybody on the show said that the Bengals wouldn't even make the playoffs. I think every person on the show, but I was me, one, said no. you was too, Omar, um, that the Bengals <laughs> would not make the playoffs. And it's funny how we run all these clipbacks, uh, Pernell and um, everybody Sean. on here, Cliff, Sean, um, about when guys are right. We need to run some of these clipbacks when <laughs> we was in week three and four when it was like, oh, there's nowhere in the hell they're going to make the playoffs or in two. Well, y'all was wrong. We were. I'm, seem, I'm mad enough to say I, I was wrong. And I seem to be right a lot on this show, but I don't get mm. the credit that I deserve. But 
That's a whole nother question right there. But I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to talk about the Bengals. Like I said, Joe Burrow. Judd Burrow. Y'all heard it? Y'all heard it? The BDBs in there? Judd Burrow. Judd Burrow. Oh, yeah. It's so the best shiesty. quarterback in the NFL right now, bro. Did you see him last week, dudes? I didn't even get to talk to you about the game. I know. I ain't talked to my man in a minute. Bro, it was snowing, bro. He was out there. Ooh, we He was slicing and dicing. Oh, my God. He was, he, it looked like he was in Sam on Sam, bro. I mean, the crazy thing, so we talked about this earlier in the week, and when you look at that film and you watch it and play it back, and you're like, it just seemed like he was just far ahead of everybody else. He just, in fact, it's crazy for a quarterback, especially in the divisional round. That's the second round of the playoffs. So essentially, it seemed like he knew where he was going with the football before the snap even Right. And there was nothing Buffalo could do. I mean, they tried to switch it up. They tried to blitz him. He killed him and blitzed him. When they dropped back in coverage, he killed him. He knew exactly where to go with the ball, and everybody was so worried about that offensive line with all the injuries, you know, you know, three of their top five guys being out. I mean, Ted Caress came back, right, gutted it through. It looks like he will play this Sunday versus the Chiefs. But when you got that many injuries, and we saw what happened to them last year, he was the most sacked quarterback in NFL history throughout the playoffs. Yeah, the offensive line did, did well. And a part of it was Joe knew exactly where to go with the football. He got the ball out before the Russ could even, even get close to him. But uh, talk about the run game, too, now. They did a hell of a job in the run game. This is and, the second – this is yeah. the second – uh, uh, most uh yards per carry for the running back in Cincinnati this year. It's only been two hundred yard games. Mm-hmm. This was number two. So, for for uh the Bengals to plug these guys in and, and Duke Tobin should get uh uh what is it General Manager of the Year mm-hmm. for the roster that he's built here in Ohio. We've had guys in and out, and we figured out a way to win every time. Even when Chase was out, we figured out a way to win. We yeah. lost uh the cornerback. We still figuring out a way to win. Oh, we damn near yeah. we damn near out of the whole starting lineup, bro. Mm. As far as offensive line, we missing three guys. Correct. <laughs> that's half a line. Starting a rookie too, and that's so, two second year players. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that's that's got a lot to do. Say uh, I mean a lot to say about upstairs and the guys they bringing in here. So shout out to Duke, man. Yeah, also, I know Lou Anarumo gets a lot of credit, and rightfully so, right? Yes. He has been a mastermind in what he's yes. done these last couple of years. But Brian Callahan, I mean, you talked about it, Pac. A lot of teams would be dead set on just throwing the football. We saw the Chargers, right? They essentially lost that game because they refused to run the ball the second half. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, we're going to spread you out, and if you want to put six in the box, we're going to run this down your throat. Yes. And literally, that's what they did with Joe Mixon and, and, and you know, uh, um, Samaji P. Ryan, like that, they, yeah, and you said it right, Pac. They only had like 200 yard games this whole year. Now, the interesting thing was earlier in this year, Joe Mixon was out when they played the Chiefs, and Samaji P. Ryan had a hell of a day, he had 150 total yards, you know, receiving and rushing the football. So, it'll be interesting to see that dynamic, right? Because I think that's what makes yeah. the Bengals even more dangerous, right? The fact that they were starting to get their run game going, we know the Chiefs with Isaiah Pacheco can run it when they want to. But the Chiefs, I mean, the, the Bengals hadn't had that run game this year. And that's kind of what helped them last year, right? People forgot that Joe Mixon was a pro bowler last year. Like, yeah. he's a dog. And we saw that dog come out versus the Buffalo Bills. I think they got that run game going at the right time. But uh, besides that, how's everything else going, Peck? Everything going pretty smooth, man, you know. Um, so it's, it's almost Super Bowl. It is one big, big game this Big weekend. business going on. You get what I'm saying? Big business going on. So, yeah. Let's bring it, Ashley here because Ashley was talking about her Knicks, man. What's the confidence level tonight, Ashley versus the Boston Celtics? 
That's my confidence. No, I mean, <laughs> how it um, sounds right now. <laughs> listen, the thing, the thing with the Knicks is, is that they, um, they definitely play hard. They definitely play hard, but I think that it's the their inability at times to finish through, um, to go ahead and you know play four quarters of basketball. Um, so that's my concern. It's not them showing up; it's them finishing. Yeah, it'll be be interesting to see. Like I get, like we we like I said, we just handed Boston the loss, so they might be a little pissed off. They might take it out on your Knicks tonight. Uh, Boston to me has been the most complete team in the NBA this year, so that'll be an interesting game. Is it at the Garden or is it um or is it in Boston? It is at the TD Garden, which Ooh. is fantastic. Um, yeah. you know, playing in Boston, so much fun. Yeah, um, the say, fans tough. are the fans are fantastic <laughs> people. Fantastic individuals. No, um, listen, it's always also hard playing the Celtics because two of my really good friends play for the Boston Celtics. So it's like you're rooting against the homies, but um, I'm rooting against the homies. So it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> it's nothing personal. Listen, if, if Boston, if Boston, if Boston, I'm I'm pretty sure Boston's going back to the NBA Finals. Um, then I can start. You know, once the Knicks are no longer in the conversation. <laughs> I can root for them with a with a sound mind. I just can't do it tonight. But so we yeah, got listen. about what three three four months till that happens. Yeah, but even when the Celtics don't play the Knicks, I don't have a problem rooting for them to win. It's not because it doesn't affect me any. I mean, I guess in the standings, but let's be real, the Knicks aren't trying to crack into the top five, so like it's <laughs> it's not gonna happen. But listen, Boston's a really really good basketball team, mm. and they seem to. They're one of the teams in the NBA. You know, we talk about this all the time. We talk about this in the NFL also. Is that um, how important maintaining a level of continuity is and not going ahead and changing teams, changing personnel um, every single season. And if you look at this Boston team, they're a perfect example of that. It's virtually the same team as last season. Correct. And you talk about Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, one of the best tandems in the NBA, if not the best, depending on who you ask. They've been playing with each other for years. So they know each other's ins and outs. And that is just beneficial to a really good basketball team. I mean, you take the fact that they went through that whole saga with Ime Udoka and that changing, and, and that can make or break a team, right? You lose your head coach, the same head coach that you went to the NBA Finals with. That could have made or break this Boston team, but they have their new head coach and they're still running, you know, the East right now. Like, they haven't lost a step. They're just a super impressive team. Yeah, I'd be, I think it'd be a surprise if they didn't make it back to the finals. I know, you know, Brooklyn, maybe Philadelphia has something to say with it, but to me, still the the the, the most complete team. And then Adam Brogdon kind of took it over the top. So it'll be interesting to see. I know right now it's football season, heavy football season, but you know, with Super Bowl being about two weeks away, three weeks away, um, after that ends, you know, people kind of shift into basketball. This is I am athlete tonight. I'm your host, Lee J. Dues, but with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss and Adam Pac-Man Jones. Have a really good show. Let's go ahead and get into it, y'all. Steph Curry was ejected in last night's game versus the Grizzlies because he threw his mouthpiece. Our rest becoming just a little bit too sensitive. We'll talk about that. My New York Jets have a new offensive coordinator. Is Nathaniel Hackett the right fit for the Jets? We'll talk about that as well. And we'll preview the NFL championship games between the Chiefs and Bengals and Eagles and 49ers. And we'll give you our picks for that game. But first, the first domino has fallen in the head coaching search. Frank Wright 
is the new head coach of the Carolina Panthers. They announced that today. Now, remember, Frank Wright was fired earlier this year by the Indianapolis Colts, and he brings an offensive mindset to that position of head coach because remember Steve Wilkes was the interim guy a lot of people thought he would get the job more of a defensive minded coach well according to Tom Pelissero on Twitter he said with Frank Wright hired as the head coach in Carolina Steve Wilkes intends to coach elsewhere in 2023 he uh he impressed many around the league in his interim stint rallying the Panthers to a six and six record or while he was the coach they went six and six and should have options let's not also forget Right. They were one game away from winning the NFC South when a lot of people thought they were essentially tanking. You know, they, they traded for Baker Mayfield, ended up trading him away or, or cutting him. And he went to the Rams. So, you know, volatile quarterback situation, first and foremost, to, you got the players believing in Steve Wilkes. A lot of them have been vocal coming out saying that they wanted him to be head coach. But David Tepper, the owner, ends up going another way. Now, uh, <coughs> Doug Wingdor who represents Wilkes in the pending Brian Flores racial discrimination case against the league and several teams has made it clear that he and Wilkes have a problem with the move. And this is what a uh, Wigdor said in a statement. He said, we are shocked and disturbed that after the incredible job coach Wilkes did as the interim coach, including bringing the team back into playoff contention and garnering the support of the players and fans that he was passed over for the head coach position by David Tepper there is a legitimate race problem in the NFL, and we can assure you that we will have more to say in the coming days. Adam Pacman Jones, I want to bring you in on this. Are you surprised that David Tepper didn't go with Steve Wilkes? And was there anything else he could have done potentially to have won that job and, and getting that interim title taken off and become the permanent head coach in Carolina? Um, I don't know. Um, it seemed like they, they stuck together. You get what I'm saying? Um, I don't know. That's a that's a hard one for me. Um, I don't know if that was. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the relationship. I don't know. So, yeah, I think a lot of people were wondering that too because they were like, "What? What's the relationship with Wilkes and Temple? Right. Because that's the if question. a guy. I think when he got the team pack, they were one and four, right? And he he got he got them to six and six while he was the head coach, right? And they were one game away. Remember, they were up versus the Bucks. Uh, through I think three quarters in that game versus Tampa Bay down in Tampa, you know Tom Brady and Mike Evans had a crazy third and fourth quarter to to, to push them past the Carolina Panthers, essentially knocking them out of the playoffs. But for a team that was one and four, fired their you know their coach and Matt Rule, and then for the interim coach to get everybody to buy in and fight because you know how it is that can that could be a yeah. snowball of fat pack. Like yeah. once your coach get fired and you start one and four, like. Yeah. Guys could be like, man, here's He's another season, yeah. another season, like another terrible season. Guys keep thinking about the all season early already, but he got those guys to buy in and literally fight. So a lot of people were kind of upset that he wasn't, you know, and he might have been seriously considered right. for the job, but that he didn't get the job. A lot of people thought he would get that job. Were but, they really upset, dudes, though? Uh, you hear Omar coming here hating like, yo, first of all, announce yourself when you come on the show. I, one. <laughs> One, first of all, who I I was supposed to be on the show, but I was ignored by dudes. So let let's let's begin. Let's let's begin that. I'm the producer. I told Turnell. Did I tell you that I was supposed to be on the show? I can't do it. We didn't get that memo. You you didn't get your name ain't in the fonts. It says Ashley Nicole Marsley, Jay Doosable, and Adam Pacman Jones. Okay, well let's start. 
Let, let's start. Let's start here. Let, let's start with Steve Wilkes. Yeah. Is is Steve Wilkes a sellable commodity in Carolina? How many season tickets do you think he's going to get renewals for if he becomes the head coach? All you got to do is look at last year when they started winning and more fans came back. Okay, that that's a very that's a very strong argument, but you didn't answer the question. Is he going to excite? Think that is the answer. <laughs> is he going to excite the fan base though? I think if you get a quarterback, that excites the fan base. Who's the face of the franchise right now? Omar Kelly, whether it's Frank Wright or Steve Wilkes' coach. I know it wasn't going to be Steve Wilkes, no matter that, what you did. It does, it does, whoever the quarterback is is going to be the face of the franchise, whether they draft one in the first round or they bring one in the free agency. So no matter what, it wasn't going to be the coach. The coach one, the coach wasn't going to be the face of the franchise unless it literally was Sean Payton, and they didn't Ooh. go that direction. Here it comes down to when we when we deal with these hirings and fires of coaches and GMs. What I've learned because I'm I'm a professional at it because I've I've done it so much. It comes down to their comfort level. What are they? Humble, was that a humble flex? Omar? What 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 they're <laughs> familiar? No, that's a that's a that's a just experience. Yo, for every, listen, hold on. Before you finish your thought, for everybody who can't see what I can see right now, because we're <laughs> obviously on radio, Omar is leaned back in this lazy boy, this gray leather ass <laughs> lazy boy, talking about you know I've done this before. You know, a little swagger. He got on. Black Yeezys. You see him? Okay. What does what, that mean? He got on a gold chain. He tried to like, It's the he, smallest he, gold he chain in the room. He, he, got, he got his Cuban on uh, pack. sunglasses. <laughs> lean back like Don Corleone. Yeah. So, like, just, just when you hear him talk, just put that, make sure you have that vision in your mind oh, on yeah, Omar your Kelly's boy got ass right You're showing now. out today, Omar. Listen, out of control. <laughs> all, all I'm saying is, it's about their comfort level. This is the problem that African-American head coaches and African-American general managers have when it comes to the hiring and the firing of coaches. They don't care that your locker room is comfortable. They don't care that the team rallied behind you. What they're worried about and what they're concerned with is are they going to have another Brian Flores situation on their hands? When they tell you to go left, are you going to go left? Or are you going to do what you want to do? And are you going to use the fact that the team rallies behind like you? something else. Uh, what you mean? I mean, the way you're saying, uh, if I say go left, you got to go left. Uh, listen, when I say tank, you got to tank. Did Steve Wilkes tank? No, Steve Wilkes. Well, well, let me he, follow up then. The, the, so does the NFL have a race issue when it comes to absolutely. the hiring practices? That's not, even, that's not even up for debate. And I don't even think the NFL can sit there and debate it. They they mm. can't they can't even address Brian Flores' lawsuit. Steve Wilkes is already part of Brian Flores' <laughs> class action lawsuit. This man was fired after one season with a horrible quarterback who is now on his what eighth team? Like you just you know, got heat for Josh Rosen, man. Uh, listen, just be honest. I, you got I, heat for Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen is a horrible quarterback. He will wow, never wow, ever be a good wow, quarterback. Wow. And he's the he's the he's the poster boy for entitled quarterbacks in the NFL. Now I know Baker Mayfield will take take the crown as as the poster boy for entitled quarterbacks, but there was one original, and that was Josh Rosen. Weren't they um, in the same class? Yes, they are in the same class. <laughs> see, see, one had more success than the other. Josh Rosen is just a bust. Uh, Baker Mayfield has at least proven he could play a little bit. He took a team to the playoffs. Rosen hasn't even done that. But, but these organizations. They need to feel comfortable with you. And unfortunately, until, and I do agree with Brandon Marshall on this, until we get African-Americans or, or my, more minorities, and I, and I know the Jacksonville Jaguars, they do have a minority as an owner, but until the, we're more in an ownership position, this is never going to change because the NFL will never let the, N, the NFL 
become NFL owners will never let the NFL become like the NBA. They will never let the players run the asylum. Mm, that's tough. Well, Pat, let me get your your, your thoughts one more time, and I'll, I'll bring it over to Ashley to finish the subject and push it forward. Pat, you're playing that locker room. I mean, we know turnover happens year to year. It that's the that's what we signed up for. Um, but what's your mindset knowing that you guys really brought into what Steve Wilkes was doing there, and now you know you got to kind of trust a a whole new coach coming into the facility where you thought Wilkes had a real opportunity to be the head coach. I, I me personally. I don't worry about that shit. I can't control who they bring in and bring out. Um, I don't think the scheme is going to change from what he was doing. So that's the biggest thing. But we can't control that. You know, you know, dudes, like, put yourself back in the locker room. We have no control over nothing as an NFL gotta, player. Gotta show up to work you don't have a, you don't even have a, 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 a goddamn say in what they cooking. Basically, you got to pick and choose <laughs> what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Same thing with numbers. Certain owners don't want DBs in single digit numbers. So mm -hmm. like Shady addressed that yesterday. Sometimes yeah, you don't man. even get to pick your numbers. Right. And Pat Patman got to pick his number because he was a first round pick. Dudes, did you ever get did you get to pick your number? I got yeah, to pick I my number. Only, but I think only my rookie year was the only year I didn't get to pick my number. <laughs> I got I got to pick my number, but it was like, hey, look, you need to pick between 20 and Yeah, because we, we, we were 36. in the league where they were where they weren't allowing DBs to wear single digits yeah. and defensive ends couldn't wear single digits. So we were in the old school league. <laughs> yeah. And I chose we had a range we could pick from. At three, two, Mama Grandma had five kids, so that's why I chose thirty-two. <laughs> it's a unique story, Pat. Actually, I'll, I'll give you the last word on this. Um, in regards to Steve Wilkes not getting the job, and you know, ask Omar, is there a race issue in the NFL? I just want to get your final thoughts. One, again, is there anything that he could have did, Steve Wilkes, more to solidify himself to get that job? And two, is there a real issue with race when it comes to the NFL and hiring practices for head coaches? No and yes. I mean, I don't know what else he could have done. He turned around a team that went through a lot of turnover during the season and they came out relatively successful. I mean, I don't really know how else he should have maneuvered that situation. I mean, he showed a lot of his capabilities in the time from when he took over to the time when the season ended. So if that's not enough, then what is? Mm. And, you know, Omar brings up a good point. I mean, we've had this conversation before. It's prevalent. There's a whole, you know, the whole Rooney rule is, is supposed to prevent this from happening, but does it really? No. It's the rule's non-existent. It's an existent, non-existent rule, basically. And it doesn't really combat the greater issue. And the greater issue is we already know that as minorities in this country to begin with, you have to be twice as good to just be taken as seriously or viewed as as capable as, you know, your white counterparts. But when you do that and you're still not rewarded with what you should be rewarded with, what, how else do you fight against that? You can't fight mm. against the machine when you're doing everything that the machine is asking of you and then some. So I'm not really sure. Um, it's not that I'm not really sure. I know for a fact there was nothing else he could do. And it's unfortunate because like everyone here is speaking of, you know, that team, you know, got familiar with that guy. You know, they got familiar with, you know, how he was running the team. They got familiar going into meetings every day and seeing his face and dealing with him. And now they have to start all over again. And it's what we were just talking about with the Boston Celtics. You know, it's so important in professional sports to remain a level of continuity. You know, that's what makes a great team. 
And that's what can also break a great team or a good Mm. team that has the potential to be great is having to start from zero in some aspect or another. It's going to be interesting to see what this means for the Carolina Panthers, but it's kind of the same story, just different characters. And it's unfortunate. I can tell you what Steve Wilkes could do. He's got, he's got to go into his next situation as a defensive coordinator, deliver probably two seasons where he has back to back top five defensive performances uh, you know, basically what Leslie Frazier has done. And then maybe then, maybe, maybe, maybe then somebody will hire him for a head coach position. That's, about a say, that's a time. big maybe because nobody's even talking to Leslie Frazier right now. And, uh, that, and, and that's what I'm, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to hint, but yes, you're exactly right. Cause I'm surprised Leslie Frazier isn't even getting a sniff uh, after two years of, of producing top five defenses, you know, they, they, the truth of the matter is, are unfortunately, if you're not developing a quarterback or you aren't a former quarterback, you're not on the fast track to be an NFL coach. And then the second one doesn't necessarily apply because David Garrard just got fired and didn't get a, didn't get a job the last round. So if you're black, none of those really matter. Mm. Well, there's another head coach that potentially could be, you know, hired former defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryans, it seems like he could be the odds-on favorite to land the job in Denver, according to 9news.com. They report that D'Amico Ryan ha- has emerged as a top candidate for the job. So, Adam Pacman jones you played in Denver, right? What do you think about that fit with D'Amico Ryans going to the Denver Broncos? Um, I don't think the defense is the problem. D'Amico is a defensive guy. Uh, what the hell are they gonna do with the <laughs> offense? <laughs> like you have to bring in some good offensive right, coaches. Like, uh, is this for just doing this to hire a black coach? Yes, because like, really, bro, they should Somebody be hiring. Break through this cycle, but they, it's gonna they be should. D'Amico. Well, they should have hired a black coach that got an offensive mind. I, I, well, well, I, well, this at least you have thing. something to throw back on somebody. But, now, you don't hire so him. Hold on, hold on, Pac. So now hold you're on. saying you shouldn't hire the most qualified candidate or the guy that, that – what's about Denver says, I want a leader in that locker room. That's what I was trying to say. What if he's just a great leader man? and they want a leader that can lead the team? Man, you better go and get an offensive coordinator that can lead Russell Wilson. Yeah, well, I think that's going to be all that other on his shit, to-do list. <laughs> all that other shit is none and void. They top five defense, top five everything. They got a motherfucker that can lead Russell Wilson. Right now, he don't even know he don't he he done lost all his confidence and everything. That's facts. Yeah, that that's the issue for me. Like uh, D'Amico's my guy. Was with him in San Francisco when he was just you know starting starting his coaching career in 2017. Great dude. Chopped it up with him a lot. Uh, I don't want him to go there just because of what Pac talked about the issues with the Russell Wilson in the mm-hmm. offense. Right. I, I feel like. He's kind of putting himself against it, and maybe he wants that challenge. Peg talked about it as a top five defense, but they also run a different scheme than D'Amico Ryan's runs on his defense. So that'll be interesting too. They're more right now. Denver's a three four team. Dude. He runs more of a four three. Now, don't forget, DJ Jones was in San Francisco with D'Amico Ryan's, and he's currently there right now. Randy Gregory can play in the four three. So I don't think it'll be too Dude. hard for them to switch things up. We know Dude. Pat Sertain can, can can run any system because he's a dog at corner. You, you think an African-American could be picky? I, I know he's going to be picky and not take the Texans. Job. Honestly, I think he, he, I'll say he could take, I think he could take the Texans job. Honestly, I would think the Colts would probably hire Hold him on. too. You think, no, the Colts already, Colts already hired somebody. No, no the they Colts didn't. Have, they gave yeah, Jeff Saturday Carolina, a second interview. Yes, yeah. Carolina has hired somebody. Look at you. But, but, but hold on. <laughs> he, he can't be picky, dudes. I, he, to me, he's the top candidate right now. 
So do you think that he could afford um, – obviously, I think he is going to be picky and not take the Texas job. But, yeah. <laughs> but Devers uh, – decent job it's a solid job it's actually the one Is job it? that actually has a quarterback now it's not a necessarily a good quarterback but when you compare the other options you know the other two quarterbacks in that division yeah i mean i ain't say the division was good <laughs> okay that's, say, what I'm saying. Yeah. that's why i don't want him to go there <laughs> I, I mean but you act like we can sit here and, and pick and choose as african-american coaches and candidates you act like we can sit here and pick and choose jobs. i just think in league circles and how they've talked about him and his leadership and what he's done with that. He has a top five defense two years in a row. The things you were talking about, Omar, he's on the younger side. I think uh, to go with, you know, there being a race issue in the NFL, I think there's an ageism, to be honest with you, right? Because mm-hmm. look at Lou Anarumo. Why hasn't he got any calls yeah. for a head coach? I think that head coaches want the, the the young, hot thing. I mean, owners want the young, hot thing, right? The Miko Ryans, the Kyle Shanahan's, the McVeigh's. All the younger coaches, they want to hire those go guys because they feel like that is what is going to take their team to the next level. And with D'Amico Ryans, again, I think he's one of the hottest young coaches out there right now in regards to owners wanting to maybe hire him as a head coach. I just don't like the fit in Denver just because of Pat, what Pac said. Who knows what's going on with that offense? I'll ask uh, Ashley real quick because then we got to get the break. Ashley, what do you think about D'Amico Ryans potentially being a head coach in Denver? Um, I mean... I feel like Denver's got a lot of issues that they got to correct. I mean, I it's listen, if they feel like the head coach was the only problem that that team had and, and swapping them out for a new one is going to go ahead and fix all their issues. Sure. But I don't think it is. I think that team has, I don't want to bash Russell. Russell's my guy. I'm not going to say it, but I just, speak the I truth just on the show. I just think that, I don't know how much a new head coach is going to make a difference for a team that is fundamentally broken at its most important position. I think that Russell Wilson, and listen, you got to give Russell Wilson some credit because I mean, he has won a Super Bowl. He's been to multiple, he's been to two Super Bowls. I mean, I'm not going to take away his accomplishments, but it does look like a lot of Russell Wilson's skill set was either heightened and his shortcomings were hidden when he played in Seattle. And now that he doesn't have that same level of that same kind of cloak around him, we're starting to see those shortcomings and those, and those gaps in his game a little bit clearer. And until you address that, I don't really know how much a head coach is going to go ahead and change that. It's, It's deeper than that. But I mean, you know, I got to give everyone a fair shot, but I just don't know if that's going to be the only thing that they need to turn that team around. Yeah. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. I stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10th. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13.
Welcome back to I Am Athlete tonight. I am your host, Lee J. Doosable, with my squad, Ashley Nicole Moss, Adam Pacman Jones, and Omar Kelly. And my New York Jets have hired a new offensive coordinator. And according to Rich Samini, it's the Denver, former Denver Broncos head coach, Nathaniel Hackett. Now, let's remember Hackett was the offensive coordinator with the Green Bay Packers from 2019 to 2021. Also, it was with Jacksonville the year they went to the AFC Championship in 2017 and part of 2018. Adam Pacman Jones, we know that you know Hackett was with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. So it's a similar system, right? The LaFleur system. Uh, you know, Michael LaFleur ends up leaving the Jets. Now you got Nathaniel Hackett coming over there. So similar system, West Coast system. Do you think this is the right move for the New York Jets? Uh, the question is, are they going to sign the quarterback back or not? That, that's the question, right? Like, so is that Aaron that was, Rodgers that, coming to town or not? That's another question to ask, too. Um, <laughs> we know he we know he's a good offensive coordinator. It, it didn't work too well. At the last spot that he was at, I don't know if he was calling the plays or not, but um, he was, and then he gave up the 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 play calling about halfway through the season. Oh, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I will say this: I think if he's going there, it's got to be some play with with Aaron Rodgers talk. Oh, Ooh. come on! That's just my opinion. Why you saying? Come on, Omar! I just think Aaron Rodgers. He got ran out of Denver. He he, he got run out of Denver. Did, did he not get he run out fi- of Denver? He definitely got in one fired. year. Yeah, for for breaking so who Russell fought, Wilson. Who fault is that? His fault or Russell fault? So Russell he broke Russell Wilson broke before. Last okay, year. I know you. I know. And dudes, your opinion is very firm, and I I, I get. I've you, been saying it for the last I, I, year and a half. Listen, <laughs> you, you are absolutely right, and you you are verified, and 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 I'm kind of believing what you were saying because I know you do the film work. But who broke Russell Wilson? Who he was, was already okay. broke before he got to Denver. Okay. Uh, uh, Pac-Man, answer the question. Who broke Russell Wilson? Himself. Pac-Man, hey, answer the question. Who broke Russell Wilson? <laughs> um, I don't know. Russell was Russ was uh what Russ was hiding hiding a lot of things while he was in Seattle because mm. he had an unbelievable cast, and we can start with Marshawn. Um, mm. and then we can go down the list of receivers that he had. And we could talk about that defense. And we could talk about the defense. So he wasn't on, that on the way defense, to the Hall of Fame? That defense. To... Well, I think the defense was more on the way to the Hall of Fame is for, than Russell. Like that we just, defense we just right there. put anybody in the Hall of Fame these right. days. That defense is probably going to be one of the best defense like to play the game. Facts. Legion that boom. group, the Legion Boom, they'll be one of the best ever as far as defensive-wise. And honestly, two of the four four guys might get into the Hall of Fame. One for sure getting in. Two of the four might get in the Hall of Fame. And I'd say Cam Chancellor got an outside chance, or maybe three of the four. <laughs> Ashley, did Nathaniel Hackett break Russell Wilson? Did he break him? Yes. I don't know if he What's broke up, him. I think Russell was slightly broken when he got there. Thank you. Thank okay, you. that didn't stop them from giving him 200 and something million dollars. That's so on ownership. Was... That ain't got to do with Nathaniel Hackett. It's, it's, a he had a good age. it's a double-edged sword, right? Because while sports leagues in general tend to be a what have you done for me lately kind of mindset, you also do take into consideration legacy and accolades and accomplishments and a resume it's no different than aaron Rodgers. you think aaron Rodgers deserved all the money he got after he the way that he's really gets 
blown out every postseason if he even makes the postseason? No, but it's Aaron Rodgers, so you pay him. Aaron Rodgers of today may not have, may not necessarily be worth that money because where are the Green Bay Packers right now? But the same thing with Russell Wilson is you kind of, he got that check based on his resume, not necessarily based on the quarterback he is right now. And again, mm. I don't know uh, if people on, really. Ash, um, huh? you can't, you can't put Russ and. Um, yeah, they ain't two different, yeah, they ain't two different yeah, categories. You cannot put them in the same category. I'm just talking about in terms of money. You think that Aaron Rodgers, the way that his team, the Green Bay Packers look every single year when it counts in the postseason in the playoffs, deserve that paycheck? I think Aaron Rodgers is by far, like, if we go talking about quarterbacks, we go Brady. I'm going to say we go uh, uh, Peyton. Um, then you go Brady. And then Hold Aaron, on, you got, you got uh, Peyton in front of Brady? No, I'm not shooting up in no different order. Oh, okay. Um, and then you and then you throw the name Aaron Rodgers up there. Aaron Rodgers have been one of the best. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think of all time, absolutely. But I'm saying if you look at recent seasons, the Packers have not seen postseason success. So if we're just basing it, that's what that's the comparison I'm making is that Russell Wilson got that check based on his resume and based on things he has accomplished, not necessarily the quarterback he is right now or how the Seahawks have looked in the recent years before he even got to Denver. So I think that's – they're two separate conversations. That's where that check came from. It's still Russell freaking Wilson. So, like, you pay him like Russell Wilson. Now, he's obviously not the same Russell Wilson because if he were, the Denver Broncos would not have been in the situation that they were because, yeah, was it the Legion of Boom? No, but that was still a pretty decent Top five team defense. that should have gone ahead and accomplished a lot more than they did. And Russell Wilson's a big reason why they didn't. Facts. And what I'll say to this is when Aaron Rodgers got paid, as he was coming off back to back MVP. So I don't think anybody would right. have questioned that's a, paying that's him the, the 50, yeah, right. the 50 mil. Yeah. Um, this year was a little different. They didn't make the playoffs. Last year, they did get beat down by the San Francisco 49ers. But the year before, remember, they went to the NFC Championship game. They lost right. in a shootout to, right. to Tom Brady. I think so, that's the difference is that the MVPs. But let's yeah. be honest. Well, I mean, even Aaron playoff Rogers, success, like Russ, since the Legion mean, Boom, has been got him getting knocked out every first round. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We so already know. So like, to me, it's it's a, it's a it's an ownership news. issue more than anything. Yeah, you could blame the thing, hack it all you want, but the ownership didn't have to pay him. They could have waited one year to see how it worked. I you think right. he still had two You're or three right. years left on that deal, hey, and listen, they decided to pay him. Let, let's stop counting Russell Wilson's money, and let's address the fact that Nathaniel Hackett and that offense and those schemes did not suit Russell Wilson, obviously, and did not hide his 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 shortcomings. Which I mean, what, what, what are you supposed to, to do? do? Like he plays backyard football. Like there's no offense for that. That's this is the issue we have with Kyler Murray too. Like. You know, and yeah. when he when he comes out and says, you know, you always got to be ready when I'm playing quarterback. No, that's not viable offense. How about you go through your reads and hit the open guy? That's the thing about that West Coast offense. You know, it's quarterback friendly. Your back foot hits, let the damn ball go. Uh, Russell wants to play off script too much. That's not viable offense. And to Ashley's point, a lot of that got hit in, in Seattle because of the, the offense, right, with the run game and the defense. But it was on full display at Denver because, you know, they paid him a lot of money to be the guy, and that just didn't happen. So it'll be interesting to see how Nathaniel Hackett works out because, again, similar offense to what he ran in Green Bay um, with the New York Jets, literally the Floor Brothers, 
Mike LaFleur was there. Matt LaFleur, he was with him in Green Bay. So he picks up right where he leaves from right there. The question is, does Aaron Rodgers come with him? Does Aaron Rodgers deal with the New York media? That I'm not sure sure of. Are we let's doing go to that Ashley's team. over again? <laughs> let's go doing? to Ashley's team, the Cowboys, right? Ashley, you talked about changes. You talked about changes in the Cowboys organization, right? And they've actually made some six, you know, assistant coaches have been let go. Now they had expiring contracts, but essentially you still have to let them go. We'll talk about these coaches. One was assistant head coach Rob Davis, senior defensive assistant George Edwards, assistant defensive line coach Leon Lett, running back coach Skip Pete, offensive line coach Joe Philbin, and quality control analytics coach Kyle Valera were let go. Now, Mike McCarthy, right, seems like he is safe at the moment as the head coach for the Dallas Cowboys. But one wonders, Ashley, and, and Adam Pacman Jones and Omar Kelly, with so much movement at the coaching positions, with six coaches being essentially let go or their contracts expiring, could there be a move on the horizon? Well, this is Mike McCarthy talking about how Jerry Jones, you know, seems to say that he wants him to be there for a very long time. You know, as far as my relationship with Jerry, I, you know, um, just using his word, we're 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 in a, we're in an excellent spot. You know, he's uh, the partnership that we have. He's he's excited about. Um, he told me a number of times this you know this week that he wants me to coach here as long as Coach Landry did, and I said, okay, you know, you know that's it's a long time, but uh, you know, so but. Um, you know, yeah, I, I feel really good about uh, our relationships. I think our, our ability to discuss and disagree is um, is we, we do a good job of that. So, um, and I think that's important. Dang, Ashley and, and Omar and Adam Pacman, Joe, that's a long time. Coach Landry, let's not forget though. I know Ashley, you were, you were dead set on having Mike McCarthy replaced, but the man does have back to back twelve win seasons. And I want to ask you this question, Ashley, and I'll ask you, but then we got to get to break, right? With all the coaching changes, the six coaches being let go with expiring contracts, mm. do you think that Jerry Jones is maybe being strategic? Because something else happened with the Cowboys today, Ashley. Mm. Their defensive yeah, first, coordinator, first, Dan he, Quinn, decided staying, to turn baby. down other jobs and come back to the Dallas Cowboys, yeah. which is massive. Ain't that like love, Jerry world. Love me, love me some Dan Quinn. So do you think that soil, Jerry's baby. being strategic, maybe, yeah. and maybe that – you know, he's going to give Mike McCarthy one more year and then let Dan Quinn become the head coach if something doesn't change. Listen, Bruh. all all I know is all of, all of what Mike McCarthy said in that, that soundbite reminds me of when a guy or a girl, because this happens with both sexes or both genders, mm, I don't rather, know where this going. Um, tells you, oh, that's just my brother or that's just my sister. Oh, and damn. Up, and guess what? That's their new girlfriend or boyfriend. That's, sometimes. That's the homie. Sometimes. That's the homie. Yeah, it's the homie. Until it's it's more than the homie, you know what I'm saying? Hey, that's so, my that's my that's that's my um. It's the homie until it's that's more my than best friend. I think that Jerry is doing what wow. men have been doing since the beginning of time. No, y'all do that more than men. Telling, Don't do that. Don't do that. Mike McCarthy, what he wants to hear. Don't do that. You you that's but your I that's your that, friend zone person, and I then until he break out the friend zone ass. Don't do that. When all the stars <laughs> and cards are aligned just perfectly. Mike McCarthy is going to be looking for a new job because he will no longer be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. So I respect Jerry's game. I respect the hustle. <laughs> I respect the, the sweet nothings he's whispering in Mike's ear. But don't get up. Dude. Listen, what do they say? Words mean nothing when there are no actions. Mike, I'm telling you, don't get caught up in those sweet nothings. He doesn't mean it. He doesn't mean it, Mike. Yeah, Peck, I'll give you the last word. Then we got to get the break. Uh, I think you muted right now. She must have never been to Jerry World because 
Jerry gonna make it pay. What it looked like, he gonna make it pay in some type, form, or fashion. That's why he ain't leaving. I ain't nothing like Jerry World. I know that's about right. Dan Quinn. When you got that star, you coaching for that star, America's team, and and Jerry do things beyond just contracts. Uh, you um, can't talk about that pack. You can't talk about that. I'm I'm retired, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh, you. I, I mean, I mean I've, I've heard you got to protect. You got to protect Jerry story. pack. You got to protect Jerry. I've heard the story. I ain't said he did that for me. Exactly. Uh, okay. you have, but we. You we sound like you trying thing. to snitch me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dry <laughs> snitching. <laughs> snitch. No, oh, that's dry snitch. snitch. Hey, hey. I'm just trying to help you protect Jerry, Pat. Uh, Man, Jerry's all, already protected. If you don't know right. that by now, um, you obviously don't know the the, the 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 type of business that he's on. But like I'm saying, it's nothing like the star dudes. Like, nobody want to leave that star. I Am Athlete Tonight is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. Support I Am Athlete tonight with a five-star rating and by leaving a review. That's a big deal, guys. Stop being lazy. Pick up your phones and leave a review and give us a five-star rating. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Want more? Catch the full two hours of I Am Athlete tonight, weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash IAA Tonight Trial to start your free trial today. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.